Episode 214 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. We've been writing and talking about aerospace manufacturing, the workforce, the economy. Our initial take was that it was going to be a gradual rise in production rates and hiring. Well, it may be progressing a bit faster than we thought. There's been a lot of aerospace and aviation and workforce news over the past couple of weeks, so I decided to invite aerospace reporter Daniel McCoy to give us the details here. He'll join us in a few minutes. First, let me fill you in on the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Supply chain issues have impacted just about every part of the economy, but maybe none more so than construction. Construction materials prices have gone through the roof, no pun intended, and even if you can find the materials, getting them shipped has been another challenge. Reporter Shelby Kellerman digs in the issue and its impacts. Her story is starting on page 16. Also this week, as we prepare for Independence Day, a special report called Celebrate Wichita. Those stories begin on page 9. And check out our special section on business anniversaries. See what companies are celebrating milestones this year. That begins on page 19. This week's list, the area's Chambers of Commerce, that's on page 6. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One significant way we try to accomplish that through our weekly leads section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 42. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, Daniel, you're always busy, but you've been especially busy over the last few weeks watching developments in aerospace, manufacturing, and the impact on our workforce and our economy. You and I have been talking about the return to higher production rates for commercial aircraft. And my buzzword has been that it's not going to be roaring back, but with orders coming in from airlines, it may be a little louder than we expected. Let's talk about those orders and their impact on Wichita. It is really driven by people wanting to travel again, isn't it? Yeah. So the, the rebound is definitely in full swing and I think uh, uh, faster than anyone really anticipated. Um, there's a new uh, phrase in the airline industry. They're calling it revenge travel. So people are getting out and, you know, taking those vacations that they couldn't last year and, and just getting away. Um, the uh, Wichita Eisenhower National Airport actually just uh, today put out their uh, May numbers, and they were up 436% uh, in passenger count over last year. Um, so that's uh, indicative of what's happening around the country where we are seeing a return of air travel, particularly domestic leisure travel, 
And so um, now we're starting to see airlines prepare for a future where, uh, you know, you have both leisure travel and uh, business travel starting to come back as well. And that's really expected to, to take off in the second half of the year. So most recently, uh, the order activity was highlighted by uh, United Airlines making its largest ever order. 200, it, it included 200 737 MAX jets. So, of course, that means work at Spirit. And uh, 150 of those are for the new MAX 10, which is the largest in the MAX family. So that's all new production. And United confirmed uh, that the 50 MAX 8 it has on order are not uh, previously owned uh, from Boeing's inventory that they build up during the grounding. So the entirety of that order will be new production here in Wichita. So it's continuing to build up momentum. And we anticipated, you know, being back maybe where we were in 2019 by the middle of the decade, uh, it's starting to show signs that we're going to get there uh, sooner than that. So uh, stars are aligning and, and things are coming together for a nice rebound in commercial production on the narrow body aircraft. Wide body aircraft are still challenged because of international travel restrictions, uh, but the narrow body for us is the place to be. For uh, Spirit, 85% of its backlog is tied to narrow-body aircraft between the MAX and then the A320 family from Airbus. So if there's one segment, uh, sector of the industry that we would want to rebound most quickly for the benefit of Wichita, it would be those narrow-body jets. We had been talking about during the <laughs> pandemic that um, production had continued on the 737 MAX. Uh, and inventory was being built up in Washington. We were starting to park them out here at, uh, at Wichita at the Spirit property. It sounds like a lot of that inventory is gone already, right? They are moving through it. Um, Boeing uh, was recently uh, revealed Boeing's down to only 10 maxes without uh, customers. So, you know, a lot of customers had canceled orders during the grounding and then into the pandemic, especially. Um, Boeing had built up around 450 completed jets uh, during the grounding when they couldn't deliver them. So uh, they're starting to deliver from that inventory now. And Spirit is delivering from its own inventory of about 130 fuselages. Their plan is to stay about five aircraft a month behind Boeing on the production rate until they reach uh, CEO Tom Gentilly has said they want to have a buffer of about two dozen fuselages. So you may recall before the grounding as production was really ramping up, moving from 42 to 47 and then to 52 a month, Spirit did have some trouble keeping up. And there were some delays uh, from them and from their own suppliers that slowed things down for Boeing. So part of the plan for the future is to have this buffer uh, just continually of about two dozen uh, fuselages and be able to plug those in when needed. So Spirit will trail Boeing a little bit on production for, for a year, maybe longer, but uh, the faster Boeing works through that inventory, uh, the faster uh, the production rate for new aircraft will, will go up. And, and that's what will really drive uh, jobs and hiring and, and economic impact in Wichita. Yeah, as Boeing gets the orders, that alerts the supply chain, such as Spirit Aerosystems and hundreds of shops in the Wichita area. Uh, have you heard from them as far as what they want to do with production rates at Spirit and uh, if they're going to increase those even more than they thought they were before? 
Not uh, specifically. They haven't revealed anything publicly. Um, right now, Boeing's stated plan is to be at 31 per month on the 737 early next year. So before the, even during the grounding, actually, when they were continuing production, we were building at a rate of 52 per month. So it's still quite a ways down. Uh, but Tom Gentile has said, you know, that Boeing is kind of signaling a pretty quick trajectory uh, upwards in terms of production as, as things rebound. So I, I would expect, uh, and a lot of analysts as well are looking at this and seeing the possibility of back to 47 per month by 2023. Um, so it, it's going to be a quick increase. It'll be interesting to watch. Uh, of course, they they have the capacity and the tooling. Uh, they're looking for the labor now. They're hiring and bringing people back. So it'll be a really quick ramp up, I think, you know, relatively speaking to what you usually see in commercial aviation. So there could be some challenges with that, but it's much better to be headed in that direction than, than where we were going for the last year and a half. You bet. Have we heard uh, from all the airlines on what their orders are going to be? at least all the major ones it seems like well southwest had a big order and then this united order is a, a pretty significant fleet uh revitalization plan uh delta is out, uh delta and some others are actually kind of taking a different tact and looking for uh used aircraft actually to to plug into their fleets but i think we'll see uh especially when uh overseas travel uh, picks back up and and uh, we'll we'll start to see more orders from from airlines. One thing holding us up right now is uh, continued trade tension with China and the Max still hasn't been uh, approved to return to service there yet. So once that happens, of course, China is trying to build its own homegrown uh, narrow body to compete with Boeing and Airbus. But as, as those trade tensions hopefully get resolved, uh, China was a big growth market and, and responsible for a lot of that production that we were doing before. So hopefully that returns as well. And and uh, the airlines that did survive the pandemic are, are certainly going to benefit from this increase in travel. And that means more revenue for them and, and uh, you know, the cash flow to be able to, to place orders and, and meet demand, which all trickles down to us here in Wichita. Do you think China's dragging their feet on the 737 on purpose? I think most certainly they're they're dragging their feet to some extent to to help give them time to bring a competing aircraft to the market. Um, there there are trade tensions, but uh, with China, you know they they have big ambitions in, in aviation. And interestingly, a uh, ceasefire of sorts was recently called in a long-standing subsidy battle between Boeing and Airbus, going back 17 years, I believe, over government support for aircraft programs. Um, but they they called a truce on that, and part of the reason is the U.S. and the U.K. or the European Union want to cooperate to to kind of stymie some of China's ambitions, and so uh, there's just a whole mess of geopolitical baggage, uh, you know, going into this. So it'll definitely be interesting to watch because it will impact Wichita one way or the other. Politics makes strange bedfellows. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, we'll, it does. we'll watch that partnership. Do we know any real specifics about? hiring we knew do know how many jobs were lost at spirit for example do we know how many are being hired back yet well most recently uh gentilly the ceo said they had called back uh and and this was a few months ago so i'm sure it's continuing to increase um that they called back 600 already and we're going to double that by the end of the year so uh 1200 um then but, but everything i'm hearing 
um, is that, you know, they're hiring as, as fast as they can. So I think we'll see, uh, uh, you know, a couple thousand jobs, if not more, added back by the end of the year. And it's not just there as well. Of course, the suppliers have to keep up. So a lot of them are hiring. And, and so there are jobs to be had if, if we have the workers out there to fill them. And, and hopefully we do. I think a lot of the aircraft folks are, you know, seasoned enough to know that it's a cyclical business and, and you know, you wait for the upturn and you get that good job back. So hopefully we see that uh, continue to play out the course of the year. To put it in the context, Spirit laid off during the last year, roughly 5,000 folks, right? Yeah, locally, locally yeah. 5,000, yeah. So a, a, a big drop, it dropped them off the top of our largest employers list, but I think there's a good chance they'll be back on top by the end of the year. Let, let's hope so. Uh, Spirit may be getting into more space programs. Yeah, that's right. They uh, recently added space as one of their strategic focuses. So their Spirit Defense Division is now Spirit Defense and Space. Um, and this has uh, this is tied in, in a large part to an acquisition they made of a company called FMI which makes uh, specialized material for hypersonic travel and, and space travel as well. It's actually already been used on some NASA spacecraft. So uh, with that acquisition and, and some other initiatives within the company, they see space as, a, as another, uh, you know, another leg in that uh, portfolio stool that, you know, they're, they're increasingly trying to diversify away from, from commercial aircraft, which while it's still the biggest driver, you know, certainly the last year, year and a half has shown how dangerous it is to be overly reliant on one segment of, of aerospace. So that's what they're trying to do. And, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, watch as, as they hopefully get some more work for space programs. Seems like over the last uh, three or four weeks, you've written more about defense contracts for a variety of companies, but uh, can you fill us in on that? seems like spirit has some and some other organizations as well yeah everybody loves defense because it's uh it's pretty steady it's uh, it can be longer lead times and maybe a little more difficult but uh, since we're all floating the bill the money comes in right so everybody likes those defense programs and and yeah spirit has made defense a, a another really big focus um, and it, it's continuing to grow and uh, is expected to be a billion dollar business by itself uh, uh, in the next few years. So they have, uh, you know, work on the B-21 bomber, the CH-53K helicopter. Uh, Gentili's even mentioned some classified programs that they can't discuss, but that they've won work on. So uh, they're they're definitely building their defense chops. And, and uh, then you have NIAR out of WSU, which right. uh, continues to really benefit from defense work and uh, Senator Moran's uh, uh, placement in Congress on uh, issues of defense, and he's been really instrumental in bringing uh, defense officials to Wichita to see kind of what the capabilities here are. One they the, named something the, for him, didn't they? Yeah, they. He's got, his, he's got his own building out there, probably. Right. So, <laughs> but uh, one of the the newest for NIR is they'll be doing uh, digital, what's called digital twin on the F sixteen. So they'll be. Uh, disassembling a couple F-16s and then they scan all that and they create a digital copy of all the parts and, and everything on the aircraft. And then that can be used to, to study, you know, maintenance and you know, all sorts of things. It's a big initiative by the Air Force and, and NIAR is, is uh, front and center on it. So um, I think we'll see more and more 
programs like that come to Wichita through NIR, and then you'll have uh, defense production work through Spirit and other suppliers. Obviously, the F-35 is already uh, a big production driver here at companies in Wichita. So uh, defense is always a good place to be, and it, it continues to be so with that and, you know, the expected continued uptick of commercial. And then, of course, business jets are are doing well. As, uh, also, um, I, I keep telling folks I think we're in for a busy several years if everything holds to form as it is now. Yeah, let's go over to the west side of town and talk about Textron Aviation, uh, business travel. Uh, some of it's on commercial, but uh, talk about what's going on with business jets and general aviation. Yeah, business jets are, um, the, it's uh, another improving sector of the market. Um, the uh, Textron uh, CEO, Scott Donnelly, has said a couple of times he thinks they'll be back uh, to 2019 levels by next year, but you start to look around, you see the utilization rates are really up for business jets. Um, that's good because that, you know, that puts hours on planes, which means people need new planes eventually, but there's also new buyers in the market, which, which is good news for us. Um, Morgan Stanley actually this week just uh, did a pretty significant uh, outlook upgrade on Textron, basically saying that for the first time since the financial collapse of 2008, there looks to be a real strong restart of the business jet industry. And it was going gangbusters before before the Great Recession and has kind of, it, it, it's improved obviously from those years, but remains somewhat stagnant. But uh, there's starting to be indications that it could really, really grow uh, again. So there'll be a lot of work uh, out of Textron Aviation as well. So uh, just another factor to some some really good years ahead, hopefully, for aerospace here in the air capital. Are we okay with Bombardier? They doing all right? Well, they're doing what they do here now. <laughs> so right. not build the, the Learjet, but they did. They also actually won a, a pretty sizable defense contract recently for some uh, reconnaissance aircraft. And some of that work, uh, modification work will be done in Wichita. And, uh, you know, just from the terms of the health of the company, their, their global and challenger jets are, are doing well and, and uh, benefiting from some of the demand. So uh, I think Wichita still is a strategic uh, focus for them. Our, the flight test center here is uh, hugely important to their operations. The service center is, is bustling. So those operations will be uh, steady, I think, for, for the years to come. It'll be a shame to not see the Learjet uh, being built and rolled out of the factory anymore, but uh, who knows, maybe somebody listening to this with very deep pockets would like to jump into a growing industry and restart the Learjet brand, but. Uh, we put our I, hat over our hearts whenever we talk about that. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, but it's just one of those uh, rising tide lifts all boats kind of things. I think all of our aerospace companies from defense to commercial to, to general aviation, they're, they're seeing uh, you know, a quick, re a relatively quick rebound from where we were last year. So good news for us. Yeah. Even some developments at uh, Wichita drone company, Ag Eagle Aerial Systems. Yeah. Uh, Ag Eagle is, is uh, continuing to kind of build out its, its leadership team. Of course, they have a new CEO now. Uh, he came over from an acquisition of a, a drone software company called uh, Measure. And so Brandon Torres de Klett, um, he's the new CEO there. And it feels like they kind of have a, a maybe somewhat of a shift in focus 
um, from from actual drones themselves to kind of a, a you know the industry jargon of solutions provider. Uh, but you know, integrating all these you know software and sensors and things like that, and to make uh, drones more accessible, uh, particularly uh, to industrial users. So you're going to see more and more use of drones and things like you know infrastructure inspection and of course first responders and things like that. So I think they're they're trying to find their niche in that market, and and who knows, we'll see. Maybe the the e-commerce uh, that that had previously been touted pretty heavily by them, it, it could still pan out too, because I'm sure that day is coming uh, when we're all getting our orders buzzed to our door by our right. drone. So uh, it'll be a big business for for the folks that are in it. So uh, yeah, it's been interesting to kind of watch the evolution of that company for sure. For about the past year and a half, whenever you and I get together and talk about aerospace and aviation, it's been kind of gloom and doom. <laughs> 737 max we yeah. had the pandemic gosh can't wait for the approval of the 737 max and the vaccine well now yep. we're here it's optimistic we've had yeah. a pretty positive discussion here that's kind of yeah. nice yeah and it's it's great to be able to write those stories and talk to people uh about the growth as opposed to what we were unfortunately having to talk with them about the last year plus so um it's it's great to see the air capital back on one of those upswings we knew it would come eventually uh, you know anybody's been around here for any length of time has seen a cycle or two so uh it's it's just the up the upswing is happening faster than than a lot of people thought and so uh unexpected but uh good news that we'll all certainly take you can see his stories every day at wichitabusinessjournal.com one of the best aerospace reporters in the country, that's for sure. We've got him here at the Wichita Business Journal, Daniel McCoy. Daniel, thanks for uh, spending some time with us and giving us an update here. We appreciate it. You bet, Bill. No problem. I appreciate it. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 214. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. This Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to producer Kirk Semenoff, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. You know, creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.